Goodness me, that's huge. That is absolutely massive from Tom Walsh. 22.90. Tom Walsh has gone fourth on the all-time list. Watch the clock. It's gold for both. And again, he's done it again. A new world record for Usain Bolt. Hello and welcome to the PV podcast and welcome to 2023. Now, I know we've been off uh, for a little bit, but we're back. But don't worry, the presenters haven't changed. It's still me, Robert Lee. I'm joined by Xander and Scott, as you will know from previous podcasts gone by. Now, some of the format is going to change for the year ahead. We're going to have less time talking to you in one go. So podcasts are going to be about half an hour long. But going forward, hopefully there'll be more of them. It depends where Xander is in the world and how well Scott's throwing in his shot put. Now, we're going to go straight to our other presenters, Xander and Scott, because we've got some personal news and some personal accolades from the both of them. Um, Xander, I'm going to start with you. Um, you've spent Christmas away in a different country, come back ill, jet lagged, ill again, and then you've gone down to Sheffield. You've placed second in the North, uh, Northern Championship Senior Men's 60 meter hurdles how does it feel being on the podium well i was very very proud of myself very very proud of myself no I, to be honest my goal for it was uh, just get to the end with all the preparation i had i had about a week and a bit of a couple of hurdle sessions entered it on a bit of a okay let's just see how it goes and uh yeah managed to get to the end bagged a silver <laughs> Managed to replicate the exact same photo from three years ago when I made a comeback. That popped up on Facebook the other day. Good times. Well, comeback king to get to the second place. And who knows, maybe the next race, one step further, no pun intended, um, to get first place. Scott, you've also had your own trials and tribulations. Chicken pock one week and then second place in the men's Northern Championship uh, shot put again in Sheffield as well same weekend same day I believe from the pair of you how how did that feel Scott to be on the podium with that uh big surprise to be honest um yeah it's a bit of a uh, more of a surprise with, with the distance I got to be honest and um, the the silver was was fantastic I've never had a silver before um from a from a northern championship so it completed the set I've got some bronzes at home and I'm, obviously I managed to win it last year but um a little silver I've never never normally go well indoors so uh it was definitely my, my best indoor performance. I managed two comps in one day as well. So I did a little open at Loughborough in the morning. Um, that went a hell of a lot better than I thought it would do. Gave me a bit more confidence. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get in the car and head up to Sheffield. So up the M1 I went and surprised myself even more, I think. You set a BB on the M1 as well of how quick you got from Loughborough to Sheffield. No, 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 I died loads of time, loads of time. I um, I, I only had to be in the call-up room at Sheffield for half three. And I think I left Loughborough at, uh, I think it was around one o'clock. Yeah. I think it was around <laughs> one o'clock. I mean, to be honest, it would have been brought a bit more jeopardy to the story for the podcast if I had. But no, I had loads of time. I could cruise. Um, 
I was tired after the first comp, obviously, with, with being unwell and not being able to train proper. So I got there. But thanks to um, my, my squad members, Felix and Kamal, for um, stopping me falling to sleep on one of the high jump mats and dragging me back through the warm up again. Because um, it uh, it definitely definitely paid dividends in the end. But yeah, similar to Xander, you know, Xander was probably taking the mic a bit there, saying he was proud of himself. But you know what? A little bit, yeah, yeah, I was proud of myself uh, managing that in uh, in one day. So it should be Xander. I feel like you were going to make uh, a comment, to Scott, about him driving from Loughborough to Sheffield. We've got time for it. Go for it. Lay it thick. Well, I mean, it's a regular proclaimers act, isn't it? Try to emulate <laughs> proclaimers driving 500 miles in one day. Oh, 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 oh terrible jokes. That is another theme that's going to happen throughout this year. Uh, Xander's got some terrible jokes for us to sign off uh, every other podcast with starting today. So there'll be some terrible one in there. Uh, now, you both mentioned, well, Scott mentioned you threw a good, uh, a good distance. Do you want to care to, care to share the distance with us? Oh, it was um, obviously... It was um, two indoor PBs that I managed in one day, um, 13.76 at Loughborough, um, and then obviously driving to Sheffield onto a, a completely different surface uh, from a concrete one at Loughborough onto a, a wooden circle and managing 13.80. So, uh, um, yeah, you might say it's consistent. Some might say it was a bit of a bit of luck, but I've, I feel like I've put the work in. So, yeah, um, two indoor PBs, 13.80 for, for the silver medal. Um uh, respectable distance the the winner was um not far off 14 and a half so again it would have taken a another big big pb for me to to take the win away from him but uh um yeah i'm very much pleased with that hopefully i can improve as the uh as the winter goes on and, and we, you do know that on the pb podcast we love a pb that's why it's in the name uh zander we we, we mustn't uh you know miss you out your 60 meter hurdle effort what time did you complete that in that is a good question. One that he doesn't have the answer <laughs> to right now that's, because that's, I wasn't expecting it. That's, that shows how much uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the time. But which is, you know, for me in, in where I am in my career, it's it's more about me enjoying myself and uh, getting back out there onto the championships and, you know, seeing the faces that I've competed against before and whatnot. So I wasn't really going out to, you know, run a quick time or anything like that. As I literally said before, my goal was to get across the finish line. I managed it. Yes, I ran it in 8.7, probably a bit slower than I was expecting, maybe. But, yeah, not not the slowest opener ever I've ever had. So Xander just likes to to just take a casual approach to competing at the Northern Champs and uh, do just a couple of sessions in between the, the lot of coaching that he does and then turn up and destroy souls in the men's 60 metre hurdles <laughs> finally and take medals away from Fort. It's, You've been it's, training all the way through. Winter. It is starting to become a common theme now, yes. <laughs> Legend has it, Grant Holloway's just sat up and gone, I need to keep my eye on him. What if he does if he puts a proper training session in? Well, <laughs> he, he, did, he, did, he, has, he has confirmed that he's going to be at the Birmingham Grand Prix um next month so uh he's, he's totally only taking out of fear that you might be competing in it <laughs> <laughs> i'll send a see you now so, can see you know if you're looking for uh for seiko sat at the uh at the start line just just sat there staring at him just giving, right. him, giving him the eyes just that that when he cross <laughs> when he crosses the line just look at your watch you go not bad and just <laughs> walk off oh, a couple of tents off that just, just you know what you do. You need to do. You need to hand him your business card. Just going. If you want tips, bring that number. Off you go. 
at Coach Northern Work 93. Thank you very much. Have you still got the business card that feels like the truck surface on the back? Yes, I do. Oh, so, I'm getting sidetracked a little bit here, but they are such good business cards. Um, but we're not we're not a business card podcast. <laughs> we're an athletics podcast. No. So and Chris Wirt original. Yeah, Chris Wirt original. Big up that man. Um, has he woken up yet from New Year's Day? Um, just about, I think. Just just about. Anyway, we're going off topic here. Back to athletics. Yes, athletics and PBs. But these are PBs of the highest order now. We've had, um, if, you've, if you follow World Athletics on Facebook or Twitter or whatever other platforms, wherever you get your news, for World Athletics, we've had three uh, world records that have been ratified in the past uh, past week. In fact, all on the same day, I think they got ratified. Uh, Jamaica women's under-20s, um, the 4 by 100 metre uh, team, uh, the world record of 42.59 uh, was ratified. Uh, and let's see Tobogo of Botswana, his under 20s 100 meter sprint uh, world record of 9.91 has been ratified as well, which is uh, two fantastic achievements. Um, but probably just overshadowing both of them is Elliot Kipchoge's marathon world record that was ratified of two hour, one minute, and nine second. Um, Xander, I'm just going to hand over to you for Kipchoge's. Uh, uh, marathon record two hours and one minute to run 26 miles and um, it sounds mightily impressive but just how mightily impressive is that it, yeah it is incredibly impressive but it's, it's also been mired in so many other topics um that that marathon record you know the whole the shoe gate and how uh, all the the new technology in in these marathon shoes now it's ridiculous the conversations that go on about um how with the amount of carbon fiber you've got in those trainers isn't legal anymore that shouldn't be allowed shouldn't ratify that world record and how um it's it was a certain track that or a certain route that was chosen so it would purposely get a world record and then obviously you got the issue of well all these kenyan athletes who are being done for doping as well oh well let's not jump too far ahead uh because that um, we'll be coming to that, but just from my point of view, just how impressive it is. He averaged 21 uh, kilometers an hour, roughly about 16 uh, miles an hour um, for two hours. There which... are certain treadmills that don't go to that speed, like generic there... treadmills in gyms that don't go to that speed. People want an... to try and emulate what he does over the marathon, try and put it to that speed, and the treadmill doesn't go fast enough. Yeah, and I have seen on TikTok and Instagram, I think you sent it to me actually, Xander, um, that um, there is a, the Kipchoge challenge, which is to set it to that speed and see how long you can go for. Um, I know, Scott, when I ran the London Marathon uh, two years ago now, you oh, were did you up, run the London Marathon? I, I did, you know, I did. Uh, I didn't do it in two hours, one minute and nine seconds uh, because Scott was absolutely livid that they wouldn't let me compete in the uh, in the elite group. So I, I just uh, leisurely went round in five hours, you know, took, waved to my fans, waved to the people that have London that had clearly come out to see me. Yeah, that, that'll show the organisers. Not for next year, I'll be networking. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, well, you didn't Oh, that, boy. Kip Gay, he's coming for you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. and, and and let me tell you, when that world record gets broken, somebody comes on saying, oh, Rob can't have that. Well, he can't be rectified. He had a following window in the embankment. I'll be up there sorting that out. Don't worry about that. Well, I can guarantee you there are no carbon fibre uh, uh, insoles in my shoes because there's barely any insoles in my training shoes at the minute. I need some new ones. <laughs> you got any links please please sponsor us please hit us up please help us <laughs> new balance great people great people new balance yeah well if new balance are listening to the pb podcast i would like to sponsor the pb podcast uh, uh you can write to us at uh we've not actually got an email address so uh d- d- just find us on facebook we're on facebook Twitter, you know let's not let's not just uh keep it to new balance you know anyone who actually wants to sponsor us at all for any reason whatsoever yeah we'll 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 take that just uh any yeah. inquiries Brooks, just let us know brooks adidas bmw whoever you, you know seiko if you're out there yeah seiko great people great, great people. people great bunch of people that you employ hey um, i tell you what lucas aid great people great, great people, people lucas aid um Anyway, we're getting off topic, but getting off topic is what brings us very nicely on to uh, this comment that was on uh, Kipchoge's world record. If you want to find it, go on Facebook. Uh, it's the top comment at the minute, mainly because people are laughing at it. Um, I, I'm not going to say who this person was. Uh, you'll go on and find it. It is, And this is what the comment says. There is no world record in marathon because every course in each country is different. That's factually correct. It's the, every course in each country is different. Uh, he is the best, but this record cannot be done in Athens, for example, or in another difficult course. Uh, world record counts when all athletes run in the same course in stadiums. Um, what do we think about that? So there's basically just never going to be a world marathon record? D- essentially, essentially not, uh, unless unless they, they were to do it around uh, track uh, I need to do a little bit of maths to figure this out, but the the, the marathon is in kilometres 42, 45 kilometres long. Let's just do a quick bit of maths. Add that by that. Times it by that. It's 41.92 kilometres long. Um, and then if Go we were on. to... De- Come on, Robert, uh, you can do this. Hold on. I need to times it by 1,000 to get it into metres. And then I need to divide it by 400 to get the number of laps. They would have to do 104.8 laps of of the athletics track. Uh, so just co- to compensate, uh, to to consider how stupid that sounds is, think what other events could go on as the marathon was happening. You're very limited. So for an entire morning, afternoon, whatever, you've got the track pretty, pretty much booked out. As people just do lap after lap after lap. Imagine at a world champs morning session or evening session, there there's no other track events. It is literally just that, and you could probably get the majority of the the like decathlon or heptathlon done in that time. I just and from from a spectator point of view, just how daft would that be? Oh, I've got I've got tickets to the Thursday morning session at the Athletic. Oh, what are you watching? Oh, I'm just watching the marathon. Oh, is there nothing else on? No. It's, ne- it's, ne- it's nearly as daft as race walking. 
nearly as daft. Imagine race walking round the, the track. That- oh, well, I don't need to imagine. I've witnessed it. I've sat at championships where they have done it. Yeah, well, I can I, hear the, I, I'll have to second that as well. I've seen that as well. All right. Well, I can hear the therapy required in both of you. <laughs> so we'll get away from that. Time. But yeah, uh, you, the person who's put this comment on, uh, you, you deserve a social media simbin. Um, the social media uh, doping fine and ban uh, for this person about uh, marathon courses being different. Yes, they're all different. That's what gives them the unique challenge. Um, and his rivals and his other competitors that he's against are in exactly the same course as him. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a fair competition on the day. Come on, um, guys. It's all the same distance. He's still 26.2 miles, which is still a long way. Anyway, we're going to move away from that and we're going to move um, across, down to Australia. Where I'm going to have to create a soundboard for it. But Australian 800 meter uh, record holder Peter Ball uh, has tested positive for EPO. Scott, you sent me this uh, story, so I'm going to hand this over to you. And just how how daft this is, as another person is caught for drugs. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, when I saw it, I was a bit surprised because to to be fair to Australia, I don't think that you could say that they're a renowned country for having having dopers in their athletics team. Um, I think we can all imagine, you know, five or six countries bare minimum that we were put in front of them. But obviously, Peter Ball has uh, taken it upon himself to to get an unfair advantage for for whatever reason. You know, he's the man's been caught with synthetic EPO in his system related competition test. Um, you know, he, he was fourth in the Tokyo Olympic 800 metre final, seventh in the um, world final in Eugene last year and uh, and took the silver medal at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham last year. Um, as you just said, you know, he's the Oceania record holder. Looks like that might be disappearing soon. It's, I mean, uh, people have, have levelled some, you know, some uh, grief at World Athletics saying that they need to sort the sport out. But I think, you know they, they've they've done the job to a large extent. They've caught him. You know, anti-doping has, has caught him. He's caught him out in an outer competition test. Um, which you know, if you're caught in an outer competition test, you can look at it glass half full or half empty. You can say, oh well, you know, how long has he been doing it? And he's finally been caught in an outer competition test. Or you could say. Well, if he's been caught in an outer competition test, imagine what he might have in his system if it was, you know, uh, you know, in, a, in an in-competition test and they finally found something that's hard to detect. Um, the the long and short of it is he's ruined his career and he's ruined his reputation. Whether he's brought his own governing body into disrepute a little bit, I don't know. That's up to Australian athletics to decide. But, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, I think the, the, the thing we should be you know, lauding about this is that he has been caught, you know. Um, a good thing is that he hasn't, you know, had a an eight, ten-year career of taking medals and, and other podium places away from uh, other athletes. I think the only medal I can see there is, is that Commonwealth Games one um, from last year. So, you know, we've, 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 caught, we've caught a cheater. Another cheater's been caught. Um, mm. And I think that's something we, sh- we should be positive about. We... Uh, Obviously, we're, well, he is negative. positive about something, isn't he? EPO yeah, is definitely, definitely. About. Yeah, um, you know, as well to be caught with EPO as well. You know, EPO was in the news with the stories around Mo Farah and stuff. It's a pretty, 
you know it's not a new it's not a new drug that we've only just heard of now is it you know it's been around for a bit so to be taking a risk all those years after EPO came into the into the limelight again just not very clever is it <laughs> it's it's not big and it's not clever i'm just reading some of the comments on this story here um uh, this is actually a really good uh, comment here by somebody called uh, uh, where's it? Oh, just had it then, and it was a fantastic. Hey, here it is. Stephen Utley uh, has just um, commented really well. He said the clean athletes suffer twice in this: once at the hands of the cheaters, and then again because of the suspicion that surrounds the whole sport, meaning that their own performances are viewed skeptically. Uh, that's a very, very fair comment. Um, you mentioned this already. This was uh, a, a comment that I was going to use uh, to talk about, saying this really is ridiculous. Athletics sort your shit out. The athletics have caught a cheater. Um, like you said, let's take the you know the the good mark from that, the positive, uh, no pun intended, uh, from that that he he he's been banned. And somebody commented under this saying, and and Xander, I'd like to hear your view because I, I know you you want to go on to another country that uh, surrounded drug misuse in athletics. Um, but I want to start with this. Um, somebody's just put should be it should be a lifetime ban reduced to four years so he would miss an olympic cycle if he provides details of everyone in the supply chain coach managers doctors now I, I, I see the point but then he's opening it up to the athletes just throwing somebody else under the bus and then carrying on competing yeah i, I don't see that happening i, don't, I really don't because that, that doesn't really it's not really enough incentive for him is it no i'm still he's still going to get banned yeah, like he's still going to miss a whole Olympic cycle. I I can't remember how old he is. I don't know if you guys know, but you know, four years in an athlete's life is is kind of big. Like twenty eight years old. So yeah, he's twenty eight years old. So he'll be thirty two when he comes back. If he thirty two when he, he can start his up. next Olympic cycle. <laughs> so yeah. so we've got the Olympics next year. So it'd be banned four years. Prob- so yeah, it'd be so he'd miss Paris. Then three years onto that, he'd come back with a year of prep, where he can prep outside the time, really. But yeah, he'd have a year to then be ready for 2028. He'd be looking at 36 before he'd be at a shot where he could potentially win anything. And we all know from athletics, the older you get, the harder it gets. Yeah, I mean, I suppose for middle distance running, you, you tend to see quite a few guys having longevity, but Still, the point remains that the guy's going to have four years out regardless. You really think that's going to make him go, oh, well, OK, I'll just dish everyone out then. That's fine. Yeah, you know, there's, it's, it's, there's just not enough incentive for him to do that. So you can guarantee he's not going to dish anyone out. Or even if he did, someone would cover it up anyway. Um, so just because if, if it is a high name that gets put out, then funnily enough, they're going <laughs> to gonna get covered for most yeah, there's likely no, there's no guarantee that he's got anything to say either it might just be his decision and he's just gone out and got it himself yeah. there might there might be nobody to throw under the bus in in the first place so yeah it's i, I don't think that would make any difference whatsoever but you know no. it's it, no matter what happens you know like you said he's got the ban and i think as fans of the sport and people who obviously I mean, we, we still partake in the sport and stuff we we should be positive about especially as the fact you know we're Brits as well we're not we're not Australians but um, it, it's not one of our athletes you know it's another country's athlete 
all right, it's not one of the typical countries that normally comes out of, but we should still be positive that we've caught a cheetah. Um, mm. And we've not just caught a cheetah from a test that was done, you know, six, seven years ago, as was, you know, when they've retested the Russian samples. You know, they it's obviously quite a recent test. Um, and, you know, he, he, luckily he hasn't taken a lot of medals away. So I, th- I think we should try and be a bit positive about this one. Sounds weird yeah. saying we should be positive about, you know, WADA and, and anti-doping and world athletics. But I think they have actually done the job here. Yeah. Yeah, they've done the job. Uh, Sandra, we are going to come back to you because, like I said, it's not the only country that has issues at the minute with with, with drug misuse. Yeah, well, to put the negative spin back on things, because, you know, we are British, we have to put negative spins on stuff. Of course. Um, if, yeah, we're, Ken- if we ain't moaning, we ain't British. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, back to Kenya, because, yeah, at the moment they've got, I'm trying to remember the exact figure, but I think it was at least 50 athletes who've been done for doping issues like that that's not a small amount like the, the, peter ball is just one athlete in one country that as scott said is it not usually referred to as being drug taking whereas the, and he's only been caught after one year kenyan athletes who've done well over the last like five years or so taken medals at world champs olympics have now been caught and yet the country is having no sort of ban put against it like russia there's mm. currently a man who's at the head of world athletics who is an ex middle distance runner and is allowing a middle distance nation to continue to operate even after having 50 odd athletes done for doping now don't know about you but that's just seem a bit eh, a bit suspicious but yeah, it, it it does seem a bit suspicious but i, th- I think I think you can, you cannot brush the sheer number fifty five athletes. Um, you know that's more than some countries take as an entire squad to places. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is, I mean, and yet, uh, and, yet um, and yet the the country's not. It's it's just been given a slap on the wrist. Like the latest ones were in December, like three athletes who were given doping bans, and yet all 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 the country's been given is a slap on the wrist and a hard well. It's fine. You can you can bring in athletes again. Whereas you know, a place like Russia, obviously it was it was proven to be more systemic. But why why is Kenya still being let off if it's having so many um, doping charges put against it? Why is that country not been put under the same similar sort of scrutiny as yeah, think, the likes yeah. of Russia and and you know maybe China and some others that might get done and Germany back in the day, like. Surely the world athletics needs to look at it and go, we can't just let countries get away with constant, you know, doping violations. There has to yeah. be some sort of restrictions at some point. I think I think relation in relation to that message that you read out just before of that comment from Facebook or whatever. I think it was applied to the to the wrong one. I think it should be applied to this. This is where you say world athletics sort your shit out because yeah. Yeah. it's one reel for one and one reel for the other. I mean. And it's it's I don't want to use the word dangerous, but it's certainly leaves the door open for the Russian, you know, Athletics Federation to come knocking on and say, Well, we've been banned. All right, we know why you banned us. But if these men are allowed to still compete, you know, if this country's still allowed in, yeah, what's what's your answer for us? So it's it's opening some risky doors and some, you know, some dark corridors of 
you know, and going us into murky waters. I mean, uh, like we've never had suspicions surrounding us, uh, something to do with Seb Coe before. Like, um, it's, I mean, the, the, Qatar, uh, yeah. the Qatar World Championships were won. Uh, well, yeah, once again, with the man at the helm. I mean, obviously, I've got my own opinions, and obviously, from the sides of it, you've got your own as well, so to do with mm-hmm. that man. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 not on. That's that's one thing for sure. And I'm just worried about what could come of it, actually, as a sport globally, if some action isn't taken. I mean, like I said, 55 athletes. I think they I think they've got away with it in the fact that they've dominated for so long in these middle distance and distance events on the track that even when they've been winning by such a huge margin, I think people have just thought, well, you know, it's it's Kenya that. They're just they're just very just very good. Yeah, it's just because they're that you know, good. They're that good. That's yeah, why it's they're Kenya. Like, you know. Yeah, it's Kenya. That's what they do. That's the that's the bag. What I think what we're trying to say is we don't want an iron fist approach, but we just want a fair approach to everything. If one country's faced the wrath of water and, and anti-doping for systematic drug use, and another country's not, that needs to be to be looked at. But we, we're going to. Push that to one side. We're going to move the negativity away because we could spend an entire podcast talking about um, doping and drug use in athletics. But we're not going to because in six days' time uh, from well, well, when we're recording this, so this Saturday the 21st, uh, the Indoor World Tour starts. Uh, Xander, I'm going to come to you. Is there anything or anyone that you are most... I can probably guess what Scott's going to be. This is why I'm coming to you first. Is there anything or anyone that you are most looking forward to? Well, I'm going to say my my usual two of Mondo Duplantis and Grant Holloway. Uh, Grant Holloway's been confirmed for the Birmingham Grand Prix in February. Um, be interesting to see how he does after that really, really strange world final in uh, in Eugene last year. Um, and Mondo, yep, let's see how many times he'll go over six metres and by how much this year. Yeah, that that is, that is a good point, actually. Uh, Mondo Duplantis... Uh, very exciting to watch this year and we all know the real reason that Grant Holloway's turned up to Birmingham and that's because he's scared of Xander or he wants coaching lessons of him um which is possibly true absolutely uh and Scott Kovacs and Krauser by any chance uh yeah there's potentially I could be I'd have a vested interest in that um yeah they're gonna go head to head i can't remember where it is um which which one it is um where it is i'm assuming it'll, it'll be one of the american ones obviously but um yeah they're gonna go head to head in a competition um as they open their seasons um ready for you know a big year before the worlds again um i think at the moment i think you've got to say the momentum's with jill kovacs after the way he ended the season last year you know going number two on the all-time list with 23.23 nearly very very nearly um another width of a, a shot hole in the ground away from taking the world record away from ryan crozer i think um the momentum's more with him than it is with ryan but you know i think it's just one of those comps you don't know who's going to win you've got to sit back and enjoy it and just watch these two just go shot for shot over 22 and a half meters meanwhile everybody else is you know over 21 and a half so um that's definitely one. Another little one as well. I've, I've read that uh, the Olympic 100-meter champion, the Italian Marcel Jacobs, he's um, he's made a statement saying that he's going to make, I think it was, he's going to run, I think it's 12 60-meter races in the indoor season, and he wants to win them all. So we'll see if he achieves that. 
But if yeah. all 12 of them are at Robin Park in Wigan, I'll put my money on it. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he runs them all on his own, then he will. Um, obviously, we've got the European indoor champs in Istanbul. Yeah. In Istanbul. Yeah, Istanbul. Um, uh, this season. So I'm assuming he's going to be going to them to try and defend his title. He'll get a t- tough challenge there through the rounds. Um, obviously, I think he should win it. He's having shoulders above everybody else time-wise, but um, that'll probably one for a later podcast to, to focus on them. But that's another thing as well. He set himself that target. Let's see what his metal's made of. Well, we'll yeah, see him in the sale open next week. That'll be a nice, a nice opener for him. Yeah, he'll get, well, that he'll probably get a victory there, yeah. You never know, somebody might sneak one past him. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to come out of retirement, aren't you, Rob, and just uh, sneak just, one off him? Just, just change discipline. Uh to answer the question, Scott, of where Kovacs and Crowder will be going head-to-head, 11th of February, Milrose Games, New York. You were right, it was America, so that'll be a very, very tasty one. Um, New York. To look out for. And um, 60 metres, Scott, I'm surprised that you didn't say this as well. Head-to-head, uh, Dean Asher-Smith, Iwa Swoboda, on the I... 27th of January. I did not know that. Now you do. I know that. Now I do. You learn some every, every day. There you go. And yeah, as mentioned earlier in this podcast, we are on a new uh, format. So whilst we've been talking for less time, we'll be talking to you more frequently. We'll be back in two weeks' time where we can dissect the indoor world champs on the Friday, the 27th of January. And as mentioned at the top of the podcast, we'll be signing off this week with one of Xander's jokes. So Xander... For the final words. Well, actually, the this one was uh, brought to me by Jake Fletcher, Trafford AC, spit at Spearman800 on Instagram, if you want to give him a follow. Um, this is courtesy of him. A high jumper walks into a bar. It was a foul. Ah, uh, uh, right. I'm going to have the last words of the podcast. <laughs> Great joke. Wow. You are going to hear more of that uh, going forward. Uh, it, it's, a, it's probably going to be Christmas cracker jokes every every other week, isn't it, Zander? Is well, I have, going I, have got, I have got a dad jokes calendar, so good luck. There you, there you go. Good luck to us all. And good luck to anybody out there, actually, in the athletics world who's going through their winter training, whether you're competing indoors or getting ready for the outdoors. We wish you the best of luck for twenty. 23. Uh, that's all from uh, myself, Rob, and uh, Xander and Scott for this week, and we'll see you in two weeks' time.